by three minutes. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the presence of everyone. Thank the Lord for his faithfulness, looking to the Lord to lead and guide us. Um, being instant in season and out of season, I'm looking to the Lord to encourage our hearts. We desire that the Lord bless us as we look into the word. And we thank the Lord for his faithfulness. We thank the Lord for his uh, continued blessings. We are blessed to be in the house of God, blessed to worship, blessed to share with our hybrid worship. And I thank the Lord for his faithfulness. And so um, I like the uh, times when we were younger and we were able to sing. That encouraged my heart. And I was encouraged today by the songs of Zion, being able to worship in spirit and truth. And despite the um, challenges that I'm facing and that you might be facing, the Lord has seen fit to bring us to another Sunday morning, another time where we can worship with God. And um, I, uh, I'm always looking for uh, information to connect with uh, young people and people in general, not just young people, but I'm often around a lot of young people as I'm an educator. And so that's important to me. And one of the things I've observed when I've been working with young people is that at a very young age, we often can identify fairness. When we're very young, it always, they always seem to know whether or not it's fair. And that's a, a sensitive topic for our youngins. And sometimes we have to communicate. It's a teachable moment. We want to know that it's fair. And one of the things that um, with God is he makes sure that we uh, are blessed with what we deserve. Amen. And sometimes it might not be considered fair if you're comparing it to another person. But God is fair to the individual, the soul that we have. The one who is here, God, is fair. Amen. And the reason that it's fair to us individually is because God is, uh, the scripture bears out, is no respecter of persons. God makes an effort to reach each person, each one of us, where we are to meet the need that we have at this time, to meet the need that we have. And if the need in your soul today is more love, God has a blessing and a provision for you. If the need in your soul today is, is salvation, God has a provision for you today. If the need in your soul is more patience, God has a provision for you today. If the need in your soul is more long-suffering, God can make the difference. If the need in your soul is more patience, more love, all of those things, those things that we ought to have access to, there's enough power to give you more of what you need. Amen. And today I need more strength. Today I need, I need more rest. Today I need more patience with myself. Today I need more patience with others. And the Lord can give us strength as our day. And wherever it is that we might have a need, God can bless us. Amen. 
If there's an issue with anger, if there's an issue with challenges, an issue with organization, an issue with self-control, all of those things God can provide. Over in Galatians, we'll start there. We're going to review what I just went over with the, the, the word. That Galatians, these are famous scriptures, and I always talk about famous scriptures carefully. I say, I often say, and I say, uh, uh, say it with understanding today, that even if they're a famous scripture, that doesn't diminish the power that God has for us in the word. So when we go over here to Galatians, Galatians, we're going to the fifth chapter. We're starting with the 18th verse. And if you get there before me, feel free to read. We're going to read Galatians 5, chapter uh, 5, verses 18 through 26. And the Lord has made uh, a blessed opportunity for us to still partake of the power that we have with him. pause right there so that series of verses talking about the behavior that goes against God anyone who participates in that behavior shall not inherit the kingdom of God so if you have a need for overcoming anything in that area because the devil is tempting you and you want to resist that temptation There's a provision for God to give you a blessing in there. These things cannot be in your life for God to work in your life the way you want, to have power with God. We must get forgiveness. And so that's why I said if the provision that you need in your spirit is salvation, today is the day for it. If there's things that have come up now, I always want to be clear, to be tempted is not sin. To be tempted is not sin. When we give in to it and go on forward, that's where the sin comes in. So there might be things that are coming against us that you hadn't dealt with last week that you're feeling with this week, that haven't dealt with last month, hadn't dealt with last year, but today we have the provision. We're looking to the Lord for that guidance, and we have the opportunity there's a provision for it. Provision in his word for the power over these things. Continue with verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections 
and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. My Lord. May the Lord inspire our faith. We have an opportunity to receive the blessings that God has for us to overcome, to have greater faith, to have greater strength. And he says, with the fruits of the Spirit, against such there is no law. When God looks at the heart, when God looks at a soul, when God looks at you, he gives you a fair measure. And looking at your spirit and what is coming from it. And this is the measure. Against such there is no law. Are all of these coming through us, coming from us, representing who we are? Are we the kings and priests, the Christians he's calling for us to be? And is there a need for additional power in this area? May the Lord inspire our faith. We have the blessed opportunity every single Sunday to worship in spirit and truth. We have the blessed opportunity to look to the Lord for leading and guidance. We have the blessed opportunity every single week, every single day to worship in spirit and in truth. And in the everyday situation, when our patience is tried, Understanding your patience being tried is not a sin. Being able to tap into what God has to help extend it, that's where we need a provision. A scripture this week came to me, this past week, as I was uh, looking and I was sharing uh, with uh, my brother, I was talking, I said, the scripture says, uh, as much as lieth within you, live peaceably with all men. Peaceably. Do I have enough peace to come through? Lord, I need to tap into more peace. I need more power for that to come through. I need more power with God. And so I recognize that even at this stage, I still need to ask God for more strength, more power to bring those things to and through me because it is my earnest effort that every single day, every single week, that I continue to be who God is calling for me to be. So as we are looking at these things, we want to look at a situation. We're going to go back to the Old Testament where God gave us an example of how that works, what that looks like in practice, and then we'll discuss how it applies to us. We're going to go back and look at Daniel. Again, fits in the category of a famous story. We want to look at how God worked with Daniel. And Daniel was faithful. And Daniel had some challenging situations. Some of the situations Daniel was facing right now, if they were applied to us right now, would we be able to stand as Daniel did? My Lord, may the Lord inspire our faith. So I, I challenge myself that the Lord helped. If, if exactly what was happening to Daniel was happening to me, how would I respond? Would I be able to respond the way God is calling for me to be? Now, um, one of the 
and we often say, I think one of the things I often state is when we're uh, at the altar um, and we're praying for those who need healing of the body. And I said, there's no special power in the oil. The power comes from following the law of God, being operating in obedience to the word of God. And what Daniel does for us here is he gives us an example of powerful obedience and the power that comes after that obedience. Amen. So being obedient to the word of God. And this is where some uh, may have challenges with it. But God gives us the power because we in our humanness are going to depend on someone or something. When we depend on God... He has a pure and faithful response for giving us guidance through our life. Amen. So we're going to start in Daniel chapter 5. And this is when Daniel is being called for an interpretation. And this one's a challenging one. I don't, I don't know that I really want to witness this, but I'm thankful that God has this kind of power. Amen. So... Uh, Belteshazzar is a king. So we're going to meet Belteshazzar and we're going to read here. Belteshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, I had a T in there, Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the gold and silver vessels which his father, his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which is of Jerusalem, and the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines and drank in them. They drank wine and praised... They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver and of brass and of iron and of wood and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. The scripture bears out that Belshazzar saw a hand writing upon the wall. That's the part I said, I don't know if I want to witness this, but I am glad to know God has this kind of power. I want to make sure I get everything I need from the word of God such that he doesn't need to get my attention with a hand writing upon the wall. Then the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts were troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loose and his knees smote together one against another. That means his knees were shaking. That would suggest he was experiencing fear from seeing a hand writing upon the wall. And the king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the anybody who can talk to me about this hand writing upon the wall. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, whosoever shall read this writing and shew me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold around their neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, and they could not read the writing, 
nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed, and his lords were astonished. So then after this message was written upon the wall, and God has a way of making sure you know that it's about when it's for you. Belshazzar knew he needed to get the message that was written upon the wall. And he was willing to give any, any gift in order to understand. He said, that's important, that's for me. I want to make sure that where I am with God, he can talk to my heart. And that I'm able to listen and he's able to guide me. Because when it comes to the point that there has to be a message written by a hand writing upon the wall, may the Lord have mercy. That is a drastic measure that God would have to go through to get in touch with you. Where are you with the Lord? Can he talk to your heart? Do you hear him when he speaks? Or does he need to get the hand writing upon the wall to get your attention? This was the message for Belshazzar. Let's continue. Because we're going to find out how he finds out the answer to the question. Verse 10. Now the queen, by the reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house. And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. So now the queen is trying to comfort him. There is a man in thy kingdom who is of the spirit of the holy gods, and in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, let the wisdom of God was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. For as much an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding interpreting of dreams and shewing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, for he shall shew the interpretation. So what we know of Daniel, a famous story of Daniel is Daniel and the lion's den. Daniel and the lion's den was a Daniel before. So he had to go through something in order to get to a place where he could be known as one who was of an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding who could be called for the purpose of interpretation. So my encouragement to you My guidance to you is that as we are going through our daily walk, as we are here to worship today, and as we go to our our place of life tomorrow, the power that God has in our lives comes from that obedient spirit. Daniel is able to be called upon because he has been an obedient saint of God with an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and known to interpret dreams. Now, he's done this before. He's done this before. And now he's being called upon to read what the hand was writing upon the wall. So 
For as much, I'm reading verse 12 again, an excellent spirit in knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams, and shewing interpreting of dreams, and shewing of hard sentences, and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, for he will shew the interpretation. Then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou that Daniel which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king thy my father brought out of Jewelry? So he's getting his credentials. He says, Are you Daniel the one? Now, in addition to Daniel being able to accomplish, exercise his faith, when, it was, when he was thrown into the lion's den, he was originally captured from his home and brought to this place. And quite a few other things happened with the other kings before. And so you might say, yeah, Daniel went through it. There was the lion's den. You also remember the, the time they told about Daniel when he was walking in the furnace? We've talked about that one. Okay, He went through many, many amazing trials. And so you, a saint of God, you may feel like you're going through many trials. That may be why you feel that way. That may be where you are, is there are many things that you are working with, through, and even fighting against, fighting the devil. God allows these things to help build strength. That's one of the reasons he allows them. The other reason we experience these things is some of this is real life for everybody. The way we go through life, there are things that happen because that's life. And God is faithful to stay with us. The other reason things happen is because of choices we make. And there are consequences for choices we make. God doesn't always excuse us from the consequences. Some of them are very good things. And some of them can be challenging and even overwhelming at times. The choices that we make as we are obedient to the word of God, God guides us to make choices that are wise and blesses us when there is a consequence, response, fruition of those choices. May the Lord inspire our faith. We are thankful that Daniel, when he was responding to situations that were not of his making, that he was faithful to God. When he was in situations that were of his making, he was faithful to God. And because he was faithful, God guided him, blessed him, and brought him to a place where there was a challenging situation going on. A, the king Belshazzar is scared out of his mind because there's a message on the wall. And who was called upon to interpret? The man of God, Daniel. And what I started with was the beginning. If there's a need in your life, there's a provision for it right now. May the Lord inspire our faith. Continuing verse 15. And now the wise men, no, sorry, verse 14. 
I have even heard of thee, and the spirit of the gods is in thee, and the light and understanding and the excellent wisdom is found in thee. So the king Belshazzar says, I've heard that the spirit of the gods are in him. Well, we only worship the God on high. So Belshazzar, on the outside looking in, identifies, he identifies, even if he doesn't clearly know, he identifies, he can talk to God. Amen. He can talk to God. And so his best effort is to respond to the spirit of God is in thee and the light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. He's acknowledging the work that he went through, that Daniel went through. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me and they should read the writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof, but they could not shew the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now, if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. So he's appealing to the average human ego, the man's ego, of you're going to have riches, power, and recognition if you can interpret this for me. When God gives us those fruits of the Spirit we reviewed at the beginning, we can be empowered and blessed without all the recognition. And that's one of the ways we can be in that place of power in the places we go in our life is that when we have the humility of spirit and self-control the way God is calling for Christians to be, when someone says, I will give you this recognition if you do this for me, you can't be bought. Amen. You can't be controlled by that. Because when we are in obedience to God and we have power with God, we can live our lives free and able to bless and be a blessing whether or not you get that power or recognition. You can't be bribed into doing things for other people because we worship the Most High God. That's one of the powers of being a Christian is being having enough power over yourself that that recognition is not so important that you need it in order to breathe and live your life. Amen. That you need it in order to be loving to your loved ones who are around you. You have your family who's close to you. You're able to be in touch with God in such a way that if you don't ever get that recognition, you can still have the love of God going through you. Amen. But the King Belshazzar is appealing to what he knows most men, most people, most people are looking for that recognition, that power, that those riches. He says, I can give you this. But power with God goes on beyond anything we have on earth. And having power with God is more important. Amen. And so he says, I can give you these things if you can make this interpretation for me. This is appealing to your get rich quick item in the back of your head. He says, I can make you rich quick if you do this for me. What's most important as a Christian is that we get in touch with God and that we are working every day to be in the center of his will. Amen. And the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things shall be added unto you. All of these things that are added unto you includes those things that are riches, those things that are options for you to go so 
You don't have to do an interpretation. And I have heard of thee, that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. Daniel said, no, thank you. You don't have to give me any of that recognition. I don't need the gifts. I don't need the money. I don't need the power that you're saying you can give me. My power is with God. And that came through obedience. He was faithful and obedient at that time when he was able to walk through the furnace. He had obedience and he was faithful at that time. He was able to stay with the lions. When you have that kind of power with God, someone can't come and buy you with some gifts saying they're going to give you this money. It's so just if you do this for me. He says, I'm going to work to the power and glory and honor of God. You can't buy me with gifts. That which we have as salvation is precious and we should hold it precious. Recognizing power with God for self-control, power with God for patience, power with God over yourself, power to be able to love your brother, love your sister, love your family with respect and honor, power to love those around you, enough love and power. That kind of power cannot be bought. And Daniel said, as I have been obedient to the word of God, to God's guidance long before today, not last year, last week, long before, I am going to stick with what has worked and has been faithful. With God, we don't have to worry about someone buying us out. Someone can't come to you and say, you know what, if you don't pray for me, I'm going to hurt you. Your power is with God. No one can threaten you into worshiping God. He said, keep your gifts. He says, I'll, I'll give you the interpretation. I'll tell you what, what God wants you to know. But don't give me any gifts. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father the kingdom and the majesty and the glory and honor. And for the majesty that he gave him, all the people and nations and language trembled and feared before him, whom he who he slew and whom he whom would he keep alive and whom he would he set up and whom he would he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed uh, from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him and he gave an example he says remember Nebuchadnezzar he was your father he was a great king he had lots of ability but he was bought and so when he lost those things that were bought he lost that when we have salvation and we are obedient to the word of God we gain power with him that can't be bribed or bought Power to pray, power to bless, power to do all of these things that the Most High God has for us. So we're going to continue down to verse 22. O thou son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all things, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, 
and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou thy lords, thy wives, thy concubines, and have drunk wine with them, and thou hast praised the gods of silver and of gold and of brass and iron and wood and stone, which thee, which see not, nor hear, nor know, and the God of whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. He said, the reason you are experiencing all of this is you have left the God of your father, left the God of this kingdom. You have chosen idol worship and you are using the items that were in the house of God and you're having a party, making festivities, drinking wine and not giving any glory to God. And so God had to get your attention by writing then was the part of the hand set from him then this writing was written and this is the writing that was written mene mene tekel aparsim this is the interpretation of the thing mene god hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. God knows exactly where the beginning of you is and he knows where the end is. It's done. Tekel. Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. What I said at the beginning is we have a very strong sense of what's fair. And when God looks at a soul and looks at you and looks at me, he weighs it against the word of God. And what Daniel is interpreting for the King Belshazzar is God is making a fair evaluation. And he's letting you know you have made choices. The choices have affected your life and your kingdom. Thou art weighed in the balances and are found wanting. There was not enough to balance out against the word of God that you have partaken and participated. And so it's not about your opinion or how you think about things or how you speak about things or how you worship. It's about how it is in your heart. Is it aligned with what God is looking for? Amen. Thou art weighed in the balances and found wanting. Paris. Thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then commanded Belshazzar that they clothed Daniel with scarlet and put a chain of gold about his neck and make a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler of the kingdom. In that night, in that night was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldeans slain and Darius the Median took the kingdom being about three score and two years old. May the Lord inspire our faith. There comes a time when we want a fair assessment of who we are. God makes a provision for us to be weighed against the word of God. That which is the word of God is what is a fair assessment that which God calls for us to be. So Daniel gives the message to Belshazzar and Belshazzar 
It was a message to let him know that his time was up. May the Lord inspire our faith that we would be in the place where God can reach us, where God can talk to our hearts. And if there's something that's out of balance, if we aren't loving our brother and our sister the way we ought, if we aren't loving the word of God the way we ought, if we aren't loving the way we ought, if we're lacking in patience, if we aren't long-suffering, if we need more power, if we need to exercise more trust, we need to ask for, God makes a provision. When you recognize I am a Christian and I need to grow in a particular area, there's a provision for that because God is a fair judge. And if he, we are weighed in the balance, we want to make sure we are not found wanting. May the Lord inspire our faith that we find the place in God where we can strengthen. And so you might say, oh, I don't have any concerns of that nature. If that is your response, Amen, thank the Lord. And I would also, in my heart, what would resonate with me is, is that arrogance? See, I don't have these areas. I don't have any areas in which God can bless me. And if that's the case, then that area of arrogance needs to be addressed. But also, if you don't have any areas where the Lord needs to work on you, I remember the testimony of Sister Olive in the last six months of her life. She was here in this church, worshiping with us. And Pastor Alice preached a message. And Sister Olive got up after the message and she thanked the Lord for how good the message was. And then she said, the message was good. She said, I don't need it. It's for you all. weighed in the balance, and she knew that she was ready. She had everything taken care of. You know, Sister Olive was an example to me for all of my life, from the time that I met her. Sister Olive is precious to me. She's the one who prayed with me at the altar the first time I went down when I was 11 years old and I wanted to pray through for salvation. Sister Olive is the one who came and met and prayed with me. And so when I heard her testimony, when she was, I believe she passed when she was 83 years old, and it was about six, in the last six months, because she came to church until three months before she passed, and she said, that message was blessed, but I don't need it. So if there's no areas in which God is talking on your heart to grow, that means you've made it to that place that Sister Olive gave us an example of. That means that she had taken in all the capacity for all the love that she needed. God could depend on her to work through with enough love. God could depend on her to work through with enough patience. God could depend on her to work through with enough long-suffering. God could depend on her to pray for you for the healing and blessing and progress that you need. God could depend on her to be a pillar, a light, a shining well, Christian woman of God wherever she went. And thank the Lord if you've made it to that spot. 
And then the one thing I can tell you is that within three, less than six months later, God took her home. So the Lord has blessed us to be in a place where we have an opportunity to grow. And he will be a fair judge weighing against the word and not against what someone says. When God looks at you, looks at me, looks at your heart, looks at your soul, looks at your life, looks at the choices that you make, the responsibility I have is to be obedient to the word of God and make sure that I share what God has guided. But me saying it is not what is the judge. The word of God is the judge. And when God looks at your heart, he says, based on what I've told you, what I've taught you, what I have lovingly brought you to and brought you through, are you able to exemplify the life that I have? Or did you start shutting down? May the Lord inspire our faith. He can give us a blessing for greater power with him when we are obedient to the word. Daniel is the example of being obedient. Belshazzar is the example of neglecting the salvation that was blessed for him. Because what Daniel says is you had the opportunity to partake of the power of the God of your father. You even saw when he failed. And you chose to do the same thing. When you had an example of what happens when you fail and you chose to reject God and choose idols. And this is the consequence for you. And he said, you are weighed in the balance of the word of God, not what others say, not <coughs> what people say, but what God has for you. That's where he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. We, as we are able to worship today, we as we are able to pray through today. We who have identified an area in our soul where God can bless us. All of us here who are, have an opportunity to get in touch with God have an opportunity. Thank you. I do need it. <laughs> to work on self so that we can stand with confidence against being weighed in the balance. Let's go over to Romans. We're going to go to Romans chapter 1. Verse 1. We'll start at verse 1. Let me make sure that's the right one. I'm sorry. I meant Hebrews chapter 12 is where I want to go. 
Hebrews chapter 12, starting at the first verse. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. For me, this is one of the most powerful and scary, yet loving at the same time and convicting verses in the New Testament. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about, compassed is an old word that means surrounded. We are surrounded with a cloud of witnesses. Witnesses being someone who can look on the situation and verify, yes, I understand that experience. I am sometimes a witness says I have had that experience and I know what it feels like. And someone who says, I am observing and I verify this is what happened. Okay. Now, the definition of witness that applies in this scripture is one who has experienced what they are seeing and can verify what has happened between them. Wherefore, seeing we also are surrounded about with a great cloud, cloud being many people of witnesses, those who have experienced, let us lay aside every weight. Let us and and the sin which does so easily beset us. So those temptations that we are looking to the Lord to deliver us from. Okay. And let us run with patience. That patience is most of the time when we say that is with ourself. Patience with self. And I've testified numerous times as uh, a minister here in this pulpit that the Lord delivered me from a violent temper, violent, destructing property, damaging people. The Lord delivered me from a violent temper. So for me, patience with myself to allow God to make sure I do not ever yield to the temptation to lose my temper. The race that is set before us Race suggesting it's an equal opportunity for all of us to move from one place to the other. That is life. Wherefore, seeing we are also surrounded with a lot of people who know what it's like to live the life that we are, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is our life that is set before us. In the last day, we'll see God. He's going to fairly judge based on the word of God. There will be other people, other souls, who have experienced the same thing that we are experiencing. Who have experienced the life that we are experiencing, faced the same temptations that we are trying to resist, faced the same challenges, and they are among the witnesses. And they also trusted in God. And they are a reminder that God can reach each and every one of us. 
so that when we have challenges that we are facing, God can reach this situation. When we have temptations that are overwhelming, God can bless and help us deliver. When we have <clears throat> lay aside anything that's going to be a distraction that's going to stop you from going where you're going. And heaven is our goal. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising, oh, the battery. Yeah. Despising the shame. And is set down on the right hand of the throne of God, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto the blood, striving against sin. And ye that have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with his sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Go ahead and take it, because it uh, has to log back on anyway. It's the same one. I'm kind of consistent like that. We often look to nature and how God has set things in nature in place to guide us. And one of the things that's important to know is that one of the things that happens in nature is that when you have a plant growing, one of the ways to promote the growth is actually to trim it back, cut things off that you don't need. And that's called pruning of a plant. And you as a person can grow and be who you are and be who you want to be. And you can grow and God makes a provision to cut some things out, prune, groom you, give you some chastening. And if, if, if God doesn't love you, he wouldn't do that. But because he loves you, he chooses to give you some support by chastening you, giving you uh, some reproof. And, and, and I had a lesson, this was a few years ago. Uh, this was in work. And it's, it's good to have reproof even at work. Even in those things where I, uh, I, I'm a, by my, my, my profession, I'm, an, I'm a specialist. I specialize in education. I'm a specialist. But in order for me to grow, I must have reproof. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof are all the partakers, then are ye not sons, bastards and not sons? Those who are his sons, those who are his daughters, those who are his children, he chastises. Furthermore, we have fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? For they verily are a few days chasing us after their own pleasure. 
but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. May the Lord bless us as we recognize that in order to grow, we must have reproof. I was sharing a personal story that in my profession as an educator, I'm a specialist. And I had a situation in which I, I'm a, there are certain things I would be considered an expert on that I know how to do and what to do as you all are in all the places where you all work. But in order to grow, get better, I had to, I had to have reproof, I had to be chastened, I had to be chastised so that I could do better at the work that I do. I had to receive some feedback that there are some things you can do better, Alicia, in the work that you do. And I have to go to come to a place where I accept it with guidance, where I accept it with humility. I accept the need for guidance. May the Lord inspire our faith. That in order to be a witness and to stand with a witness, we accept the guidance that God has for us. May the Lord inspire our faith that as we are looking to God, verse 2 in chapter 12 says, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that he has set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We remember who God is, what he has for us, and that he is going to be a, give a fair assessment, measuring our life, our soul, to the word of God and not to each other, but to how we work with the word of God. And that's what makes it fair, is comparing it to the word of God. Comparing it to who God is and what God has told us we should do. And we can go each day with confidence, recognizing that God is giving us guidance. God is helping us. God is giving us strength. And we'll be careful to do what he's called for us to do. So is there an area in your life where you have a need for growth, a need for progress, a need for power with God? power in all the areas he's calling for us to be. Is there any area he's talking to your heart about? Whatever is your need, there is a provision for it. May the Lord inspire our faith. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for your time and attention. We trust it was a blessing to your soul. He was weak.